And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Wrestle Nation podcast. My name is Donovan, and I am joined alongside two very good friends of mine. Um, man, or er, I'm joined by two very good friends of mine, Johnny and Naomi. How are you guys today? What's up? Hello there. <laughs> so, um, so a while ago, Johnny made a tweet saying that he wanted to, that he was wondering if there would be anybody that would want to do a ESPN first take style show, some like something similar to that. And then later on, I thought I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while again. This is a show that I had back on the radio in my college and I decided, hey, you talked you like you mentioned this before. How about we how about we try doing this again? And we got it all figured out. We got all the deep we got all the details of it. We went together, we planned it out and we went, okay. Let's do this. Let's like let's get together. Let's get on a podcast and let's Yeah. So this is this is the result now. Um for those that are tuning in live, thank you very much. If you are not listening to this live and you're listening to this on either YouTube, which is going to be out. Well, if you're if you're listening to this live right now, uh, this will be put on YouTube at some point. I'm probably going to be editing it a little bit to have some clips here and there um, from the shows or audio clips that we're going to be talking about, stuff like that. Um, and if you're also listening to this on Spotify, uh, this will be put on Spotify once I figure out how to get all that done. Once they figure out that whole process, this will be put on Spotify as soon as possible. Um I'm just, but I'm just here to kind of just run down how, like, how everything's being planned out for it. I am not the host of this show, though. The hostess of the show is Naomi, right here. Yep, um, that is me. I basically, I'll, I'll put in like, if I feel like it's right, I'll put in my opinions. But I'm basically just here to every week lay out. A bunch of questions for um, Johnny and Don to deck out. Uh, we'll be talking about things around around the wrestling community. Uh, we'll be talking about things happening in WWE, uh, AEW, sometimes the indies. And on top of that, if there's been things that's happened outside of the shows, we'll talk. We'll talk about some topics today. Um, for example, yeah. like Tony Khan, we'll talk about today. So we're talking. Yeah, there, there was quite some interesting stuff that he said. Yeah. Yep. So we'll be talking about a lot of things, and we're gonna try to touch base with a little bit of everything throughout every episode. So I certainly hope you guys enjoy this just as much as I know the three of us are going to. Uh, and before we even go on, we haven't heard a lot from Johnny yet. Uh, is there anything you want to add before we started? Um, well, this was definitely something that, uh, 
that I thought would be very much entertaining because, like, as us, we're we're the fans, but we're you know making our own opinions, of course, and we. I I know that as fans we have so much in common of loving one thing and that's wrestling, but the main thing that fans do have is different opinions and different point of views on how stories should work or how should this be played out or any of that. It's just it's just out of entertainment and of course anybody that's listening to right now um. Of course, they, you know, they can either agree or they'll disagree. But, you know, it doesn't matter whose side you choose to. At the end of the day, we have different points. We have different views. The point is, is that this is a this is debate, but we're not going to cut each other out by that. You know what I mean? This is more of we're still doing this for fun because we love the one thing, and it's wrestling. Absolutely, and with that being said, uh, actually, I do want to. I do want to add another thing. Um, very small disclaimer, just adding on to what Johnny said. With that being said, the stuff that you're going to be hearing right now is just our opinion. If you disagree with it, that is fine. If you agree with it, that is also fine. But please don't attack anybody else just because of their opinion. It's just somebody's opinion. Let them have it. Unless if you're Skip Bayless. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say, unless that person's opinion is extremely racist or transphobic or homophobic or anything of that sort, we do not allow that kind of stuff. So with that being said, if you're watching the stream right now and you are being any of those things you will be banned just the disclaimer right there but other than that if somebody's got an opinion that's just their opinion just respect each other's opinions and that's it with that being said though i'm gonna hand things over to our hostess for the evening all right so we're gonna start off with w WWE, man, um, a lot of things going on over there, because, you know, there's three different shows, but we're going to face more, unless if these two feel to insert anything else regarding NXT, the stuff I have to ask regards to Raw and SmackDown. So, for anybody listening to this right now, probably been aware of the massive build that has been happening between the bloodline and Sami Zayn. And the biggest question that I had for you two that I'd love to hear is do you think that Sami Zayn is main event material? Um I think I think I'll start off with this one because I so like there's two things that I have about this one. One I'm pretty sure you'll probably a lot of people will probably agree with. The other one I think a lot of some people are gonna disagree with pretty heavily on this one. Um, do I think this? so? Do I think Sami Zayn's a main event star? Absolutely. 
like from his time in NXT to when he started out on the main roster, building up all the way to the honorary storyline and now facing Roman for the championship in his hometown at Elimination Chamber. I definitely think he's a main event star. I don't think he because I've seen some people mentioning this before about him. I don't think he's somebody who will be the face of the company anytime soon, though, because when you when you think about it, when you're thinking face of the WWE, like the top guy in WWE, you're probably thinking of names like and I'm just listing names here. You're probably thinking of the guys like Hulk Hogan. You're probably thinking of the guys like The Rock. You're thinking of Steve Austin. You're thinking John Cena. Now you're thinking Roman Reigns. I don't think Sami Zayn is in that list of names, though. I think he's definitely a main event star. I think he's somebody that could definitely win the WWE Undisputed Universal whatever championship. But I don't I don't think he's going to be the guy that you're going to be seeing on on the billboards like advertised heavily i don't i don't think he's that kind of level but i do think he's a main event star um so i i really get what you're saying but the one thing I will say is like I, there's a lot of things that I, I, I disagree with a bit. Um, is he a superstar? Absolutely, yes. Um, but is he a WrestleMania main eventer? I believe that he is a main eventer. And the only reason why I think this is because if if you've been watching and you know viewers and I'm pretty sure a lot of us have been watching Sami Zayn. Uh, not a lot of people. I get. I I totally understand if a lot of people have not watched him when he was on NXT. But for those, I'll recap it with you. Sami Zayn and NXT was the babyface of that company, the underdog that nobody believed that he was going to make it to the top and win the NXT championship during that time, and. For me, I'm not going to compare him as in, like, he's the next Daniel Bryan of the WWE. Because, no, you, you can't be the next person. You, you have to be your own person. And you have, to be, you have to be the one to make sure that people remember who you are. Um, his buildup in the main roster, uh, I I totally get it. During the McMahon era, uh, his character, man, like at the time when he first came up, he was lost. Like I think Sammy was deep lost in the shuffle, and until they did, you know, they finally put him in the category with the bloodline, which it, I, know, I, I guess it was supposed to be a joke at one point. But it turned into something serious. And I think what people don't understand is that we're we're in the era right now that I I understand, like you said, the faces of WWE. You're talking about Hulk Hogan, you're talking about Austin, you're talking about Rock, Cena. 
we're in, we're not in that era no more because let's be honest when it was during that time a presence social media did not exist whatsoever because nobody really put their opinion out there you know what i mean and okay well well, well sorry sorry to cut you off by the way i just want to i just want to ask you this cuz you're saying like we're not in that era anymore but would you would you consider roman reigns as like the face of wwe right now I mean, I get why people will say that. I get it. I get it. But I think, I think now is that we have more than one person, if that makes sense. And I and I get it. And I'm pretty sure, like you would say, like ruthless aggression. You had John. You had Batista. You had Rock. Uh, not Rock. Um, you had Ray. You had Sean. Like, I don't know. I think it's just more of like Roman Reigns. He's in, he's the top of the game, and he's doing the best work that I think we all the people wanted to see for a very long time. But in my opinion, if you have a guy like Sami Zayn who's working his butt off for months. And you're having people chant Sammy, Sammy, Sammy all the time. I just think that you would think that Sami Zayn did deserve a spot at WrestleMania. And uh, listen, I, I, I get it. They want Cody to do it. I understand because Cody's such a big name right now. But are we? Are we not going to realize that during the time of Cody's return, Cody was out for months before his Rumble return. He was out for months. Sammy was working his butt off for a whole year and a half with this story. I just think that... Now, I'm not saying that Cody... Versus Roman, it's not going to be good because it it's really going to be. Oh, 100%. I can definitely agree with that I, one. I think that the WWE made it hard for themselves a little bit because you have people that love Sammy. You have people that love Cody. And everybody likes Roman Reigns right now. So I just truly think that throughout this whole thing, I think Sammy deserved a little bit more credit than what he has gotten now, if that makes sense. So just just kind of go off of that, like with like obviously with WrestleMania coming up, we have we have Cody versus Sammy or we have Cody versus Roman. But you also you also talked about how some people were talking about like Sammy and Daniel Bryan, like trying to make comparisons between the two. Here's the thing about that. When it came to Daniel Bryan, the reason he was in the reason that whole thing happened was because that Royal Rumble, the wrong person won. Nobody wanted to see Batista versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Everybody was going for Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was the heavy, heavy fan favorite that year. And 
And it literally, it was literally to the point where when the moment Brian got eliminated from the rumble, every single person that went in after him got booed. The very final person was Rey Mysterio and he got booed heavily which is something you never see with Rey Mysterio nobody wants to boo Rey Mysterio but they weren't booing him they were booing the fact that Brian wasn't going to mania that was the thing that made everybody say we want Brian we don't want Batista we want Brian to the point where they literally they were basically rioting about it they wanted Daniel Bryan in the main event, so they, WWE, had no choice but to put Bryan in the main event. When it comes to, when it comes to Sammy, though, right now, that's not really the case. Because for one thing, if you saw the Royal Rumble pre-show, they made it explicitly clear Sammy is not going to be in the Rumble. Sammy is going to be with Roman at all times. So unless Roman comes out with Sammy for the Rumble, Sammy's not entering the Rumble. He didn't enter the Rumble. And and then Cody comes out at number 30. He gets massive cheers, basically puts on an extra match with Gunther and wins the Rumble. Nobody complained. Nobody, I, I, nobody's here saying, hey, Okay, well, they might be complaining that Cody won and not somebody else that they no, wanted to win, but at no, the same no, no. time... I'm not saying that somebody would uh, complain. <laughs> it's more of a pop versus pop. Who really got the loudest pop in the end of the day, though? Sami Zayn did. The night that he turned... Like, the night he turned on Roman Reigns. The, the, Al the Alamo Dome went nuts. Oh yeah, and, that was probably the biggest he, pop that I heard. But okay, here's he here's the difference between that though. But here's the difference. Here's the difference between that though. It's two different scenarios. Cody wins the rumble, and now he's guaranteed a spot in the main event at WrestleMania. That's something that a lot of people have wanted. I, I, Whether, I get like, that. Some people may want that. Some people may not have wanted that. But he's in the main event now. With Sammy, people were wanting him to leave the bloodline. They want him to hold the championship. Is it necessarily meaning they want him to main event mania? No, not necessarily. But they wanted him to leave the bloodline and challenge for the title because they felt this is what it's leading to. Sammy's part of the bloodline now. And now Roman's starting to have doubts. A lot of his weaknesses and flaws are starting to show because of Sammy. Now might be a good time for Sammy to go for the championship. Now, so like both of those pops, like, yeah, they're still amazing pops. Sammy was in probably the loudest reaction I've ever heard. But they're two different scenarios. Um, I just, I just think right now, Sammy has a big momentum, and I'm not saying match wise or anything because Cody hasn't. Well, actually, I think he had a match, didn't he? Uh, Cody, or was it? I, I uh, think Cody might have fought on on Raw. I can't. I can't remember. I he might not have, but I know that he bas he basically had an extra match with Gunther at the Rumble in the final two. Yeah, but what I, what I'm saying against Balor. Thank you very much. Um, thank you to uh, 
Biotic Army 04 for the uh, check. Thank you for, uh, yeah, thank you for that. So it was against Balor. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I just, I think WWE really put themselves here either in a win-win or a lose-lose situation. You either have, man, how can I say this? Because it's, because we saw it from this past Friday that Sammy and Jay look like they're fine, but I don't we'll know, get, man. We'll get to that either, part soon. You either have a story with Sammy and the Usos, or I, I don't want to say the, the old typical good old-fashioned triple threat, but I don't know. Like, if, there, if there's a reason that Roman will lose the belts, I feel like if you do add... If you do add Sammy to the triple threat, that means Roman won't get pinned. Because that'll still make him look good, at least. I mean, that's that's the only scenario that I can think of. But right now, I, I really think that WWE put themselves in a bit of a hole. But I'm willing to see how they will play this out. In my opinion, I just think that they put, like I said, they they put them in a tough spot because you got a good story with Sammy, and then you got a good headliner with Rhodes. And I and I understand why they put Rhodes because Rhodes right now, if you're really thinking about business wise, you're thinking about the money of how much it's going to be sold out because everybody knows how Cody Rhodes has been, where he was at before, like right after or before he uh, came back again, um, but. I don't know. I I think Sami Zayn as a WrestleMania headliner. Uh, will it happen this year? Probably not. But I I really do hope they give him something. I guess really good to work on because I think that's what everybody is afraid of. Like once this is over, is he back to square one? Okay, so this this is the part where I actually got like completely disagree with you on this where you were saying that they basically booked themselves into a corner i don't think so and this is probably this is pretty much me just like putting my my fantasy my fantasy booking kind of thing on um like because this is super easy because right now main event elimination chamber you have roman reigns and Sami Zayn for the championship there might be a big shocking decision where Sammy wins the championship. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does happen, that's going to be crazy, but I don't think it's going to happen because it's for both of the titles. If it was for one title, that might be different, but this is for both titles. And I think Sammy's going to lose at elimination chamber, probably going to put on an incredible effort. But at the end of the day, he's going to lose, whether it's through interference, like whether it's through Jay betraying him or anything like that. Who knows? But I think this might be, this might not be the most popular thought that everybody has. It's probably something that people don't want to see. But I'm thinking it's going to it's obviously going to be Roman and Cody at Mania. Cody's going to win. Like, there's no way you're going to have Roman beat Cody, because if Roman beats Cody, what's even left for him at that point? But I think it's going to be Roman versus Cody at Mania and possibly the Usos defending the tag titles or one of the tag titles against Sammy and Kevin Owens. 
because we haven't seen Kevin Owens for a little bit now, as far as I remember. So I feel like Owens is, might return at Elimination Chamber and set something up for him and Sammy versus the Usos to take the titles off them, fully dethrone the bloodline. That's that's what I think is going to happen, because I feel like that's probably the one that makes the most sense, because you don't want Sammy to just leave this storyline empty handed. Like, yeah, he's got he's got fans. He's got supporters. He's always had fans and supporters, but you can't really have a big payoff for Sammy if he's not going to at least take one of the championships away from the bloodline. Well, well, I will say I have another scenario. I'll add this to the last of the conversation because I really can't think of anything else. But yeah, and this segment has been going on for pretty long. <laughs> yeah, a year ago, we've heard Cody said the one thing he was truly after was the WWE Championship. Why? Because his father never won it. His brother never won it. If I was the WWE and I had the pencil, right? If I was creative, one way to split the belts, Cody does a promo to Roman. I don't want both the belts. I want the prestige, the WWE Championship. That's the only title that really matters to his family. Why? It's the WWE's name under it. And two... It was basically the first belt before universe, the, you know, the Universal title was a thing. And from there, I mean, from there, Rome, if Roman wants to still run SmackDown, that's cool. But they have to figure out how to split the belt somehow. And I think that would be the right way to do so. But I, that's just I can definitely agree they have to split the championships. Because, like, there's, there's no way you can't just have one champ represent both brands. Yeah. Man, okay. Um, basically, I had three questions answered in one go. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go on something that I, huh, I'll I'll give my answer first. So, my question is: Was Vonda's return needed for WWE when that woman came on TV? I literally looked at Johnny and I said, oh, she's back. Like, I had zero reaction. I hate Ronda Rousey, and here's why. When she first came into the company, I thought it was cool. I knew there was rumors, and I knew that she was probably going to come around. But I really hate how they built her because the one thing i said was if they make this woman take everything from this division i will have no respect for it and that's exactly what they did and i i i've watched interviews over the years since she's been there and i know her and natty were real good friends at one point but when Rhonda put a bad taste in her mouth on a promo, can't remember the exact words, but I, I felt that pain for Natty because she is somebody who's been so loyal to the company for like decades now. I want to say at least over 10 years she's been with the company. And the fact for somebody new to come in and just shit all over it does not make me a happy camper. 
And I hate how they basically have built her to bury some of the biggest women in the company. I'm not a fan of Becky Lynch, but I was happy that she got to beat her at some point. I was happy Charlotte, Charlotte got to beat her at some point. And personally, I was raving when Charlotte returned because I was like, thank God she can come back and, you know, face her. But unfortunately, that's not the match I'm getting at Mania right now. That's going to be for another conversation. But I, I was like, I had no reaction. I wasn't really a fan. And I just feel like they're going to build her to be, oh, here we go. She's going to bury this person next. And then she's going to have the belt for ages. Shit all over it. And then leave again. So... To me, she is like my Brock Lesnar. But I like Brock now. I used to really hate him. But now I like him. And I definitely, I'm not really a Ronda stan at all. So I'm, ba- I'm basically on that same boat as you. Like, I'm basically, like, how I am with Brock is the complete opposite of Ronda now. When... Brock Lesnar returned back then and he was winning every single championship and never showing up. I hated him so much. Then he came back as cowboy Brock. And when I actually started to watch WWE again, I was loving him. He was entertaining. I was just laughing my ass off at some of the things that he was saying, some of the things he was doing. And I was just entertained again by Brock. When Ronda first debuted, I was excited. I was really interested. And then she had her match at WrestleMania with Kurt, Steph, and Triple H. She killed it. I know that some people are probably going to say, oh, she sucked as she got kicked. No, no, she killed it. She was really good. And she was still good further on even when she won the championship that was kind of expected i expected her to win a championship there's no way you're gonna have a big crossover mma star like ronda rousey come in and not win the championship because that that would just be bad business right there it was later on when she was still like she was her promos were not great they never were that good And she kept on doing the same promos and then cutting basically heel promos as a baby face. As somebody who's like smiles and high-fiving fans because that's literally what she was. She was literally doing that when she debuted. She was smiling. She was high-fiving everybody. That's not the baddest woman on the planet. The promo she was cutting was the baddest woman on the planet, but she wasn't acting like that at all. And then they have her try and turn heel, which was okay. Like she turns heel and I'm like, oh, finally, now we're probably going to get somewhere. And it went nowhere. And her wrestling started to get worse. Her promos got even worse than they already were. Somehow, I didn't even know that was possible. And now it's to the point where she came back at the Royal Rumble 
and won the Royal Rumble. Worst decision they made at the Rumble that like last year's Royal Rumble was probably the worst Royal Rumble I ever saw because of that. And even more than that, but, you know, we don't have to get into that. The one big thing that I hated from that was the fact that Ronda Rousey returned and won the Royal Rumble, which made no sense at all. There was no build to it. There was nothing leading towards it. There was so many other deserving women that should have won it, and she was the one who won it. And now she comes back. She's She's holding the SmackDown Women's Championship. She's allied with Shayna Baszler. I'm like, okay. They have her paired with one of the other horsewomen. So maybe we're going to get somewhere. We got nowhere with that. There was still nothing from it. And it was getting worse and worse to literally the point where she loses the championship from Charlotte. And she returned this Friday. I didn't even know that was a return. I didn't even realize how long she was actually away from the ring until Michael Cole literally said, we haven't seen Ronda since she lost the title from Charlotte. The moment I heard her music, I didn't even react at all. I didn't even know it was a return. Like once I heard that, I'm like, wait, she was gone. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. Like, that's how much I actually care. It's like the moment she came back, there was like, there's no reason for her to be back unless she's coming back to have that one-on-one match with Becky Lynch, which is something everybody has been wanting. And we haven't been getting that. We've just been getting Ronda winning championships or burying other female talent like I, I just don't like it at all. I don't like any of it. So I, I, unless she's coming back to f- have the one-on-one with Becky, or she's doing other things that don't involve the championship, why are you having her return? Well, um. As first as many will always say, I do not dis- I do not disagree with any of you. Ronda Rousey, her first run had to be one of the best ones. She's like, I guess, it's the best thing that she first did when she came in. There's no disagreeing on that. I don't disagree with any of you guys of what your opinions are on her. Because I, I truly understand it. But what I will say is that she's just there for the money at this point. That's just unfortunately how it is. You're talking about somebody who made historic events in the UFC, right? First ever Bantamweight champ. Or women's Bantamweight, sorry. And. Not only that, the only time she went on a downfall was when she lost it to Holly Holm. Rhonda even admitted during that time she was in a bad headspace because she was not used to losing at all whatsoever. So, 
what does this mean for the WWE? Um, why am I saying this now? This has nothing to do with the WWE. Here's what I'm trying to say here. Ronda Rousey knows. If she's not doing anything right now, what is she really going to do without the WWE? Could it be her character being the way she is now? Or can it really be her personality the way she's talking? Or like the way how she is right now? And that's what's making people disconnect. Or is it something that it's actually working? I have no clue. I just know that it her progress has gone nowhere whatsoever. The only reason why she's teaming up with Shayna is because they both were on literally the same sport. And of course they're friends too. But man, she is just it's just not good at all. Like you said, uh, Don, about Brock. I used to hate when Brock Lesnar came back all the time because of the part time, and he didn't. And they acted like he didn't give a shit. But he, here he is. He's actually doing something that's entertaining the people. And I understand. You may call the Rumble last year the worst one, but I wasn't even upset at the fact that Brock won. Why? Because Brock Lesnar actually had something funny and something good going. Ronda Rousey does not have a direction. Ronda Rousey does not give a damn about the WWE. She's only there because of paycheck. That is it. I just want to add something very quickly because I was going to mention this. This is where I really hated Ronda Rousey. The moment she went on her YouTube channel and... I'm pretty sure you might remember, like, she was getting her hair done, and she was literally trying to cut a promo or whatever, and then she's just like, you know it's all fake, right? Like, yep. it's all just fake, yep. and, and in my and head, I'm tweet. like, and in my head, I'm like, I know, we all know how wrestling is nowadays. Like, wrestling fans are not dumb. Wrestling fans are very, very smart. Okay, well... Gotta put a very big, gotta put a very big asterisk on that. Gotta put a very big asterisk on that. I do not mean on opinions, because there are some wild ass opinions that I see. <laughs> but I mean, fans are smart when we know that what we see isn't actually real. What we see, it's basically from how. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote um uh Kenny Dykstra here or Ken Doan because I, I was literally in I was in high school when he was talking about this because he he published a book and he was getting asked by some of the students he he was getting asked some questions by some of the students um and because one of the students knew that he was a wrestler they asked him is wrestling real he described it as like a big stunt show basically. Like the stuff is sort of real. Like the risks is real. 
like the punches and kicks some like sometimes they're not real sometimes you hold back and all that like you're trying to make sure like it's basically a big stunt show and you're trying to make sure that each other that everybody participating is safe but it's like so yeah it is kind of fake but it's also kind of real we're not don't need to get into the details on that it's the fact that Rhonda was basically saying oh it's all fake like why are you getting so upset it's all fake it's all none of it's real it's like why in the world would you be going to say that we, like, it we, doesn't it doesn't matter if people know it's real or fake watch you it don't actually say that we we watch it because we want to get away from the real world and you know that's that's our escape basically so like to even have something like that said it's just it, it's mind-boggling to me but i mean there, there's nothing else i i can't say about her it's just when she returned didn't care, didn't really pop. Mohegan Center didn't even sound like they cared either, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I mean, to be fair, I was going to say the crowd sounded very dead on that. Sorry for interrupting again, by no, the way. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying not to do that very often, but... No, you're, you're good. I, I, was, I was going to say, but I was going to say, like... I was thinking like the crowd was just dead when she returned. Honestly, I don't even think I heard much pop from them at all that night like probably like for some things but for the most part it was pretty it was just pretty dead like that entire segment with ronda returning and all that it i don't even think they popped for natalia or anything like that it was just dead the crowd was just not that great it's just um i hope for natty i i i do not hate natty I've always loved Natty for what she has done for the business, how long she's been there. She does everything in her power. She's basically like the mom of, you know, of the women today. So it's like, I really hope, I I understand she's already won the SmackDown Swimming Championship. Uh, I'm not, I don't think she's won a Raw one yet, but like, I, I really really hope that they will find a direction for Natty because Natty deserves so much more than what she's getting right now. Well, I think it's pretty clear that the three of us are not Rhonda stands, and we're probably <laughs> never going to be. But if you out there are, I'm sorry that we hurt your feelings. Um, so gonna move out of the WWE topics move into other stuff um so I'm gonna ask cause you guys would know this way more than me because I don't I don't really pay attention to the rumors as much as maybe you two do I just hear it between you two and others so rumor has it that Jay White is going is you know coming around do you think he's going to end up going to wwe so for those who don't know i'm just going to explain this very quickly so jay white very recently he had a loser leaves japan match against hikaleo on new japan pro wrestling and of course because of the stipulation and because of what's going on you you probably already know by now jay white lost (laughs) 
which that was pretty expected by a lot of people. A lot of people were anticipating it because a lot of people were thinking his contract's up very soon. Um, a lot of people are making a ton of rumors now. Like a lot of people are speculating like, oh, is he going to WWE? Is he going to AEW? Is he going to Impact? Is he going to is he still going to be part of New Japan but part of their their strong promotion, their American promotion like based in the US? Honestly, I don't I, I'm definitely not ruling out New Japan strong. Because obviously that's their American promotion, but I I'm pretty sure they said that they were going to be closing it very soon. So I don't think New Japan Strong is going to be it. I don't think that's going to be happening with Jay White. I think he's either going to AEW or WWE. WWE is a very possible thing, but on the other hand, part of me is thinking. They might have him come back and possibly maybe start a feud with Adam Cole, do stuff with Kenny and the Bucks, because a lot of his friends are there. So it's either he can go to WWE and possibly maybe put on some top matches with AJ Styles, Finn Balor, maybe go for the WWE title at some point because there's no way you're going to have him go to if he does go to the WWE there's no way you're not going to have him at least go for the main event title especially if Cody wins if Cody wins then you definitely need to have Jay White show up and possibly be the first one to challenge him because that's a big story being written on its own with two guys two two guys who were part of Bullet Club going against each other. And I'm pretty sure they were actually huge or actually, no, I think Jay white might've joined after Cody ended up leaving, but either way, then there's the possibility that he'll join AEW. You got matches with Adam Cole, obviously you got matches with hangman. You got matches with, the AEW for the AEW World Championship because I'm pretty they're, they're definitely going to try and push him for the World Championship if not maybe for the All Atlantic Championship. But either either way, is he WWE bound? I honestly don't know because there's so many possibilities to come out from both companies. Whether he's going to WWE, whether he's going to AEW, I feel like. Both of those are very, very strong contenders. But if I had to choose one. Oh, my God. If I if I had to choose one. I feel like the biggest impact might be him going to WWE. AEW, I feel like it's the most expected choice. WWE, I feel like that's probably the biggest choice because, you know, he is, he's already in Florida. I'm pretty sure he already lives in Florida. So like he's already got a base there, which is where a lot of the WWE stars are. So maybe he might, maybe he might go to WWE. I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest one that'll, that'll happen. Well, you might be right about one thing about Jay White living in Florida, but you also got to, you can't also forget it's another base in Florida in Jacksonville. Uh, Mr. Tony Khan, you know, 
But, um... Whew, man, okay. Well, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I, I don't... I don't watch New Japan as much as everybody else does. And I, I admit that I will do everything I can to catch up. But I do see clips here and there. So, Jay White, I remember he showed up to AEW. Didn't know who he was during the time. Like, I think... Did I say AEW? I think I did. Either way. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. it was AEW. So, like... I know that I like when he showed up in AW. I sort of know who who he was because back then I saw a clip where he went to Impact to confront Kenny. Um, and by the base of the promos that Jay White cut, I remember. I think this was during. I think this was for the build for the Forbidden Door. Um. Yeah, J. White, J. White did show up to, to to help build up Forbidden Door for the yeah. the four way matchup. Yeah, and I remember in New Japan, he cut a promo saying Tony Khan, you know, you should be thanking me, Hangman, Young Bucks, Kenny, you know, you're welcome because I'm the reason why the AEW is built and everything. And I'm sorry, but like as much as it would be cool for him to d be at the WWE, I just feel like the right call for him has to be AEW. I like, come on, you 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 mean to tell me that Jay White like, and I think this is the one that kills it a little bit. Um, because I understand WWE is more for the PG on promos, right? Script promos right. and everything. I don't see that in Jay White. I think his character evolves more around the adults than, you know, than some of the kids that are in WWE. So, I I don't know, man. It, it's, it's a really tough call. I understand why he would choose to go to WWE because, of course, WWE is a multi-billionaire company. And... But for AEW, it would be such a big win because you're having all these wrestlers that are signed, too. But where is it going to be in that sign? signing? You know what I mean? I'll get some more later when we talk about AEW stuff. But I think the more concerning is that I have a concern is I feel like if he signed to AEW, this is no shot. Like, I love watching AEW. I have no issues with AEW whatsoever. But I feel like if he goes to AEW, he's just another person signed. He's just there. That's all it is. I'll get to it more later once we speak. Um, but that that's all I got for now. Yeah, I actually do want to add on something else. And, because this is just something that I've seen so many people um memeing about and all that like like i'm pretty sure like if people are just saying this for just shit posts and memes that's fine like it's funny i'll admit it is pretty funny but if people are actually being serious that jay white will join wwe and just be put in a nothing feud against the miz really okay like if it was vince mcmahon probably but it's triple h 
You can't tell me that he's going to take one of Japan's top Gaijin stars and have him just do a nothing feud with the Miz and not put him in a top tier program immediately or at least just have him on NXT first. Like there's no way that there's no way that's going to happen. There's zero chance that's going to happen. If he joins WWE, he's going to be in a top tier program right away. If not like high mid card, like probably for go for the US title, which is still really good because of how that's all been being built. You know, that that's just something that I just wanted to point out. Again, if it's just shitposting memes, it's funny. I like I'm cool with that. But if people are actually being serious about that, like, come on. Come on. There's no way. Hey. All right. Now we're gonna skip over to um one of my favorite companies that I can actually have been, you know, watching. All right. Time for AEW stuff. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the big one of good old MJF. Oh I, man, I <laughs> I'm I'm really a fan of him personally, but of course there's some things that it's like mm, I don't know if that should have happened. So the biggest overarching question is. Is MJF going too far? This involves things with his promos, his segments, especially since we all see how he literally quit on TV and wasn't around for three months. Um, There was even a recent interview about Eddie coming out and saying how he's actually as big of an asshole backstage as he is on TV. So, I... A, I believe that because he MJF comes off as somebody who he's made it clear that there is no difference between his character and him. It's literally him. Um, I'm pretty sure the only people he's nice to is his family and whoever else is on his good side. So I'd love to hear from you two about this. Um, if MJF is really just he's who he is. And that's how he is. And if he's taking it too far. May I start this first? Yeah, go right ahead. So I wanted to start off with this one first because, um, by the way, that promo about him. (laughs) Ooh, man. uh, That promo about him saying that he put the passenger live into the driver's seat just because you got to do what you can to survive. Honestly, it may be a heel thing, but it's a winner's mentality as a character, of course, for him. Um, so I, there is one thing I, I'm gonna say: MJF's work has been off the freaking charts as of late. He's great. Is he taking things far? Here's what I will say that's taking a little bit far. I like, you know, he of course he's the guy who who loves to, you know, break the rules, doesn't care of anybody else's feelings. That's just how he is or the character. I don't know. It's just, it's he's a hard man to read. That's for sure. And you don't say that a lot about too many wrestlers and I I think 
what I mean about going too far about some things. It's... I'm going to say, the first time he promoted about he's the highest bid of 2024, it was all good and everything. But enough of the crap of that. Enough. You are working for AEW. Tony Khan has sent you money. He gave you what you wanted. The thing about you teasing of... The, the the thing about you teasing of, oh, if you don't give me enough more money, I'm going to go to this company. And the more promos that I hear about, oh, yeah, it's all about the game and how, like oh, how you play and all that. It's just, if I was a company owner and you kept mentioning of, I'm, you know, I'm the bid for 2024, and if you don't pay me enough, I'm going to go to another show and everything. If Tony Khan had the gall, right? And unfortunately, I think Tony Khan's, he, he's too nice at times. And the problem is, is that if something like that happens, he's going to take it with a grain of salt of, okay, just for the fans, I really want you to be here. Instead of having the mindset of, Listen, this is my company, and this is how it works. And if you don't like it, see you by. There's the door. Because AEW, I, I understand. Some people might say, yeah, I only watch because MJF is on the TV and it's actually entertaining. But I, I, there's a thing. There's a line. AEW has a lot of freaking talent, dude. So... What makes you think, as as being MJF, right, with Cody Rhodes being gone from AEW? Because let's be honest, some a lot of stuff transitioned since when Cody left. It's been focused on the young, uh, you know, the young talent even more. What makes you think that MJF is any different? MJF, his reign's great. I, I love how they're doing it. But there are things that he does go too far. But what what are they going to do? Fire him? Why would they ever fire him? Who knows if that's what he wants just to go to the WWE. All I know is that MJF, the character on screen, awesome. Out of character, I have absolutely no idea how he is. Is he taking things far? He he can here and there, but maybe the maybe the bidding of 2024 is meant to piss me off. And if it is, it's definitely working. But that I I don't know. I I I have to answer. I don't know at times. Because I don't know when he's for real. Ever since he did that promo in the LA Coliseum last year, that his own pipe bomb, you can't tell if the man is acting or not. Okay, so so here's here's what I think. So first off, about the about what Eddie Kingston said, he said it himself. It's how he feels. 
people might feel different, and he's okay with that. He's not telling people to hate MJF or hate this person just because he hates them. He has his own reasons to not like somebody, and that's it. So I'm not, I'm not counting what Eddie says into any of this. But <clears throat> sorry about that. But when it comes to MJF, last year when he did his pipe bomb, calling. Um, Tony Khan and Mark and all that kind of stuff. I feel like that was legit. I feel like all of that was legitimate. It was how he felt. And it was probably like he did not want to show up. So he probably told he probably told Tony Khan, hey, like, I will not come like I want to cut this promo and I do not want to come back until I get an offer that I like or something like that. You know, because ever because obviously last year that was all the talk there was was is it real? Is it not real? For me, I think it was real and I feel like Tony Khan and MJF probably talked things out later on. You know, they probably got together. And they probably got him like TK probably got MJF to sign an extension because that that's the biggest thing. MJF is coming back and he's still talking about the whole bidding war of 2024. I'm thinking he's just doing that. Like you said, to rile you up and like you showed it's working to a T. He's doing it perfectly. He's doing he you're giving him the reaction he wants. You want him to shut up about the bidding war. He's just going to keep doing it because it's pissing you off. That's the whole purpose behind him doing that now. But I think he signed an extension, but they're not going to say it because if they say it, then that whole thing's dead. There's no like there's no reason to bring it up anymore if he signed an extension, which is why he signed one, but is not going to say it. They're not going to straight up say, oh, he signed an extension. No, they're going to keep running with the fact that he doesn't like the company that he's used. He's literally using the championship as a bargaining chip. He's going to be trying to hold that title until his contract expires, to which then he's not going to give it up. He's going to make them, he's going to make sure that they give him a good offer because now he's holding the title hostage. That's literally the whole, that's literally the whole purpose behind it. Unless as far as, up, unless he'll uh, pull off a of Phil Brooks and leave the arena with the championship. <laughs> that, that could happen as well. That could happen as well. But as far as like, that's not, that's not even the question that's being talked about. The question that's being talked about now is easy going too far right now with his promo. So obviously, obviously there was a promo where he was a little racist towards Takesha. I'm not going to deny that. I heard it and I'm like, Oh, yikes. That's um, yikes. Yeah. I did feel a bit um, uncomfortable with the Roosh ones too. And then there was the one with, and then there was the one that he cut about uh, the girl. Which, by the way, with everybody always saying it, he's not talking about Liv Morgan. He literally said, for legal reasons, we'll call her Liv because he's not actually going to say the girl's name. Come on. Either way, 
like when he heard that when he was talking about it, I was listening and I was just like, did he just admit to a did he just admit to almost committing vehicular manslaughter? What the hell? So it's like that. Like I feel like that's the whole purpose of his promos now is to have people saying that like, oh, is he going too far? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? But in my opinion, if you're doing that to the point where you are having the local police station there having over 300 calls to them to even question if what you said actually happened then you're probably kind of doing something right because i'm i'm hearing that story and i'm thinking didn't i hear this kind of stuff happening back then like in old school wwe and all that like this just feels like it's an old school i feel like mgf is just an old school heel he is suspending reality like he's blurring the lines and people are questioning if what he's saying or doing is legit or not. He's in character 100% of the time. He never breaks character. And it blurs the line so much. So do I think he's going too far? I honestly don't think so. I think this is purely just him being an old school style heel. Yes, there's some things that people are going to say, no, he went too far on this. He went too far on that. I can almost guarantee you he was not going to do any of that unless it got approved beforehand. I got a question. Because there's no way you're going to go on air and just say one of the most racist things to Takeshita and just have him respond with kiss my ass. I got a question real quick though. Cause you met, you mentioned about WWE old school WWE thing. And I just, right, this right. just popped in my head. I, I don't know if you remember, but let's see. When's the last time that WWE had somebody arrested and then a police station called? Like, people call the police station. I'll answer you that question. I think it was 2014, 2015. Miz in our truth. No, right? actually, no. In the Barclay Center. You can look this up, too. In the Barclay Center. Vince McMahon got arrested by the Brooklyn Police Department. And I actually completely forgot that. And literally everybody around the Brooklyn area called the Brooklyn Police Department to see if Vince McMahon was truly arrested. Not kidding. I think it could be a way of that, possibly. But for him to pull off something like that, whoo-hoo, man. I, that's why I, I just wanted to point that out real quick. Yeah, like like I feel like he's only he's saying this stuff because he knows he's going to be able to say it. Yep. It's not like it, it's probably like, OK, am I going to be able to say this on air and not get the actual station in trouble? Because that's the biggest thing. Everything that he's saying. There hasn't been complaints from Time Warner or anything like that, like obviously if if Warner Bros. Discovery had an issue with the stuff that he was saying or him being the champion or him being in the company, they would say something. Oh, yeah. Something was going to be said. 
Nothing has been said, but right now, people are talking about the stuff that MJF is saying, saying, oh, he's going too far, or, oh my god, that was genius. I think it's how, like, this is exactly what he wants. He wants people talking. He is trying to get reactions. He is doing exactly what a, a good heel should be doing, getting reactions doesn't matter if they're good reactions doesn't matter if they're bad reactions people are reacting yep people are talking about it people are talking about him people are talking about aew people are talking about this people are talking about that he is literally the embodiment of a heel yep you might not like you might not like him you might you might like him you might hate him but you're talking about him. That's what he wants. That's what he cares about. I think that's enough said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if Nay has anything to say about that, um, yeah, no, I I say it every time he does something like out of pocket. I'm like, well, I've, you know, I fell into the trap. But I'm I'm rarely <laughs> ever angry because about it because I just like you said he's he's always looking for ways to get the attention on him and it just works every time whether it's good or bad reactions and it's working. Switching um, over to some people that are not um, MJF related, but they are related <laughs> literally. Um, we have the good old ass boys and um, the acclaimed and question that yeah. I believe Johnny wanted to talk about um, that I thought to bring up is was the guns winning the tag titles good? Now, I, I honestly was a little I was shocked that, you know, they actually got the belts. Um and Johnny said earlier, are the ass boys now ass men? <laughs> uh, I think it's funny. I, I personally am intrigued to see how this is going to go with their dad involved. Like, in the mix of all this, it's been interesting because, you know, his lineup with the acclaimed and that, you know, the guns are his literal kids. Um, so I'd like to hear... What are your thoughts about them winning? Do you think it was great? Do you think it was not so great? And what's to come out of this? So I actually want to start out with this one because I got I've seen a lot. I was literally watching live and when I saw them lose the championships, the reaction that you heard from the crowd was dead silence not because nobody likes them it's because one of the absolute fan favorites right now in the acclaimed just lost the championships just like that when everybody was was anticipating them to win nobody thought the guns were going to win again not because they don't like them but they just thought this is just going to be a match that the ass boys win or that the ass boys lose. This is just going to be a match that the acclaimed win and they lose. Nobody has anything to say. It was dead silent because people were speechless. But now people are thinking. 
like like they can't just rebuild the acclaimed and have them win the championship they were doing that with them against keith lee and swerve and i agree because they're not doing that what i think they're doing if you if people have been paying attention to what's been going on with the guns I think this is not building towards guns and acclaimed again. I think this is building towards the guns dropping the titles to the team that they said they killed this team's legacy. I think this is leading to FTR becoming two time tag team champions by beating the team who tried to end their legacy in the guns. Well, here's what I will say about this. I, I, I disagree on one thing. Um, I think, okay, social media, remember, social media is a whole different thing than being in a person's perspective, being there in person, seeing it, right? Yep. I was shocked that the guns won. Really, because... It was the f- ultimate fan favorites of the acclaimed losing to the guns. And, you know, I'm going to tell you one thing, or two things. One, I saw hate comments. I saw the negativity. I saw everything that you can possibly see that a person or more than one person hated that the way the guns watch. Oh, I'm not going to watch him. I'm not watching this part because, you know, I don't like them. They suck. No. I'm going to tell you what. Here's the other thing that uh, AEW just did. Heat. Legitimately heat. I'm talking as in no one cheered. No one yelled, the guns, yay. No. Fans actually have something to boo. I know it's because a lot of things are wrestling. Because let's be honest, when things as us, the wrestling fans, don't go the way we want, what happens? We're booing. We're going to riot. We're going to stop watching. It's literally working. And, and honestly, I think it was a smart move by AEW. Because why would you? I'm going to be honest. If they are building the F- FTR and the guns, great. Glad to know that they're coming back. But would you rather... I mean, I, would you rather see the guns lose to FTR who will have an enormous pop? Or who um, that have an enormous pop? Or would you rather see the Acclaim lose... But possibly FTR can get booed by that as well. What do you think? Here's the thing, though. Well, here's the thing, though. When it comes to FTR, they're heavy fan favorites right now. They, like, with. Well, well, I mean, like, you look at how how they're reacting. Or how how the reactions are. Like you hear their theme, the crowd instantly goes insane because they love FTR. And at, like after their stories with, like I think it it was either on AEW Unrestricted or the sessions with I think it was the sessions with Renee Paquette, where 
they basically like fully opened up about their past, like the stuff, the like struggles they've been going through and all that. People sympathized with them. People just couldn't find a real reason to hate them anymore. They couldn't find a reason to just boo them when they came out. And they were literally going out there showing that they were the best damn tag team like they have been saying. So people were cheering them. People love them. The moment you hear their theme, the crowd goes insane. What like do you real and here here's my question right here. Do you truly, truly think the fans are going to be cheering for FTR or the acclaimed if both teams are fighting for the titles? I mean, like it would be it would be win win. It would be win win, but I see why AEW didn't do that. I see why. And they they really legitimately want heat versus uh face. They they really want they they wanna have people oh man. I I really freaking hope that someone takes the belts away from the guns and because you know yeah, they're they're and, not deserving and blah blah blah, but you know what I mean. And at the same time, here's another thing, cause Sorry about that. And here's another thing, because you look at Grand Slam last year or might have been before Grand Slam. Pretty sure it was at Grand Slam. FT or Swerving Our Glory against the Acclaimed. People were probably cheering. People were cheering for Swerving Our Glory at first, but then everybody was starting to cheer for the Acclaimed to the point where they did not want to see Swerving Our Glory retain. It wasn't like, oh, I want them to win, but it's fine if they lose. No, they did not want the Acclaims to lose. And they lost. And people got pissed. That was the point where, for the first time, I ended up seeing people actually boo Keith Lee. And they continued to boo them. It wasn't a one-time thing. This was literally to the point where people were saying, well, not really saying it, but they were basically showing, we don't want Swerve in our glory. We want the acclaimed. We want the acclaimed to be tag team champions. It was their first, one of their first legitimate homegrown tag teams that could be winning these championships. So then they went, okay, let's let's pull the trigger on this. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's give them the championships. They won it. Crowd went nuts. And now it's to the point where it's like, do you really want to risk that same kind of scenario with FTR when everybody's been wanting FTR to win the titles? If you put FTR against the acclaimed, a white hot tag team, do you truly, truly think people are going to say, we want FTR to be two-time tag team champions? That's true. It's very true. I agree. Or are you going to put it on the team that cost FTR a lot of their matches lately, have been ridiculing them and harassing them after they lost every single one of their tag team titles? And have effectively tried to kill off FTR's legacy and was celebrating it 
do you like i think that's what there's i think that's what the whole setup has been for like it wasn't necessarily to push the guns it was to give ftr a big comeback story they lost all their championships they lost everything they almost pretty much lost their careers because of the guns and now they're coming back they're back they're better than ever they're ready to kick the guns asses they're ready to kick the ass boys in their ass and they're ready to take back the tag team titles and become two-time tag team champions that's what i think this whole setup's for people might not like it I totally get that, but I think that's what they're setting up for, and I think it's amazing. I think it's perfect. All right. Pretty cool takes. All fair opinions, too. Um, this, this will probably round us out, unless if you guys have any other questions after this fact, mm-hmm. but as a whole now, we're going to talk about just AEW and WWE in general, about the people that run it. So, Johnny showed me, I think, a day or two ago, about Tony Khan had an interview. And in that interview, I don't know the full details, but he talked about how um, WWE was in cahoots of trying to ruin things with I think New Japan because I know like Tony's established something pretty special with New Japan and WWE has tried to dip their fingers into it as well and also you know contract tampering and I personally I I I enjoy both shows which I mean that's I'm all three of us do um i've never been the type i i found it weird when people always make fun of the other show because there's in everything in life there's a strength and weakness aw has their strengths and weaknesses and so does wwe and all the other companies we talk about and i just find it weird when fans make you want to sit there and pick a side um but i i think it's interesting when a when you hear the owner of these companies come out and talk about the opposing side because i think about two weeks ago me and johnny watched when the old school days like in the 90s how that was going on and you had two shows that were completely taking over the wrestling community and well how that worked out and i'm always joking about how there's that meme of vince saying he bought his competitor and i'm like you ever think like that's going to be tony khan one day to vince so i'd i'd like to know like what are your opinions about tony khan like should he just keep his mouth shut and just be like man you got your own show worry about your own show or should he feel the way should he i guess should is his feelings validated in how he feels about his competitors coming and trying to ruin what he's built i'll uh i got a lot to say about this but i've been starting a lot so i'm gonna have johnny start it off okay so with this one going on um you asked me if he has the right to open his mouth or keep his mouth shut correct 
Yes. Like, should he even bother talking about it or so? Not. Okay. I understand on two things. I understand why he's upset about that, and there's a fine line between business and public, right? We all know that AEW is a private company, and WWE is more of the open. Um, so the one thing I will say is that I, I, I saw this video, and I remember two years ago in Jacksonville, during the whole pandemic that was happening, AEW did an uh, a interview with Tony before the show started. And Tony was very upset, saying that there's only one con in the room, and it ain't Nick, it's Tony Khan, and all that. So I, I figured that when that was going on, WWE tried to, do, tried to be funny with the um, negotiations with AEW. But I, I, also, I also understand why WWE was trying to do it, because it was the fact that Nick Khan literally, and I mean literally, just left New Japan just to be part of WWE. So, really, who has more of the association? Nick Khan has more association with New Japan. Why? Because he worked there. And who is to say that New Japan probably at the time was said, hey, if you go over there, can you think that? Uh, do you think that we can try to work things out? You don't know. Nick Khan probably was like, "Yeah, I can try that. Let's see how it goes." He might have tried that, but at the same time, AEW already did a deal with New Japan. So when you strike a deal, a deal should be made. And like, I think what needs to be said here is that if you're going to try to do a partnership between two companies at least have a contract of how long it should last you know what I mean have that contract you got to go through what the contract says and then if the contract's free if you don't want to do it no more that's fine you can go somewhere else and do it I, I that's how I would think to do it but to also hear about the contract tamperings by the WWE once Mr. Hunter, you know, came in, Papa H came in, then that's a fine line because you don't do that. And I understand that for his sake, because he's built stars that were from NXT that are now in AEW. I, I I understand without those guys, NXT Black and Gold wouldn't really be as huge as it was before. Um, but as for Tony, he he has to show. I I get it. He's honestly like he's a boss, but he acts like a fan too at times and that's where the fine line that you need to either act like the big boss or just shut up just shut up at times because you deal with that nobody really needs to know that but i understand why he did it he probably did it just because he wanted to have people to talk oh my god wwe's doing this that's really horrible of him doing that why the heck would they do that it's just trying to create controversy 
and it's trying to get more eyes. You know what I mean? It's it could be a way. It it could also be a way for them to have more eyes on two of the products. We we know this. AEW is more for the adults. WWE is more friendly, uh, kid friendly, and I don't know. It's just that I can understand his frustration, but there are times where he should keep it to himself. He, so, that's what he needs to do. So I'm gonna bring up a different company right here because what Tony Khan was saying about like with tampering and all that kind of stuff. Yep. This isn't the first time this has happened. Cause if some people might remember, maybe like I think it was a few years ago, or maybe even last year, it was it was like last year or two years ago, there was a company, and there still is a company known as Major League Wrestling. They they sued WWE for tampering. Contract tampering, tampering in general with networks and such. WWE was actively trying to tamper with MLW and Corp Bauer, the MLW owner, yeah. was trying to sue them because yeah, they, he was trying to sue them because really of this. So it's about not that. like yeah, so it's not the first time that something like this has happened. And Tony Khan is literally doing the exact same thing. <laughs> like Tony Khan, he's literally saying that WWE has been trying to tamper with AEW. And like, yes, some people like he was saying himself, like, I think that there is a real war going on between WWE and AEW. Obviously, if you're a fan, you're not a part of it. No, I'm saying this right now. If you are a fan, you are not a part of this war that he's talking about. You are a fan. Yes, there are people that are trying to gatekeep WWE or AEW from other fans, but like it's wrestling. We're all wrestling fans. We all just watch what we watch. But there is a war internally, and that's basically what Tony Khan's saying. Like between him and Triple H, him and Nick Khan, AEW, AEW business versus WWE's business. There is an actual war going on between that. If you don't believe me, look at the look at the Wednesday night wars. W AEW and NXT. AEW announces they're going to be on Wednesday nights. A little while after that, what happens? NXT is finally going to be on TV again. How much do you want to bet that would have happened late? That would have happened sooner, even if AEW did not announce Dynamite on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where NXT was getting lower viewership because of AEW. So it moved to Tuesday nights and it's still doing around the same numbers because it just lost a lot of its hype because it was no longer the black and gold brand. They had to suddenly rebrand it to 2.0 and nobody liked it. Now it's starting to come back a little bit. People are starting to watch it again, but it's not on the same level as it was before, which is fine. But you can't tell me that wasn't a direct result from the whole Wednesday night war debacle. 
literally before the Wednesday Night Wars even happened, Triple H was going on and on and on about how NXT was the third brand. It wasn't seen as developmental. And then all of a sudden in an interview when he was asked about AEW, he was just like, okay, so they beat our developmental brand. Good for them. You didn't say that before. No, he didn't say that before. Now, here's another thing, though, because he did that. Hunter did that interview um, months ago. I, I forgot the guy's name, but we know we were it talking about it. It was with Ariel Hawani. It was yes. with Ariel Hawani. Yep. And he said awesome that, dude, by the way. He said that he wasn't worried about them, right? If that were true, why were you caught in a video? I don't know if you've seen this, but during the NXT event, right? I think this was two, 20, 20, late 2019, early 2020, maybe around this time. Dude, if you, and I'll show you because, you know, shout out to um, Promo Joe's because, you know, he's funny with the videos. Um, there's a video that literally catches, it, it literally catches the event going on. And a guy, and somebody had a camera on their phone, of course, like every other phone. I'm stupid for saying that. He looked to the right with the phone. There was a TV there around the production area. What was on yeah, that and a, TV? And AEW, AEW was on there. Yup. But at the same time, AEW probably does the, probably had the exact same thing for them. I so, they knew. Yep. so so that it was literally because so they knew when the other when the other person was going to go to commercial when is their segments happening when is this happening when is that happening oh they have a women's championship match oh now we're having a women's championship match oh they're having a big title encounter we're having a big dream match happening oh this is this cool moment is going on. We brought in one of our main roster stars back to NXT. I will admit, during that time, and I'm obviously uh, sorry for that. By the way, obviously, vice versa as well. I'm not just saying NXT was the only one doing this. AEW was 100% doing this as well. I don't doubt it at all. Um, another thing as well, I will admit was dur during the the Wednesday night wars as we call it I had a very hard time watching NXT I really did and it was not just because it was on the same time as a uh, as AEW it was more of because AEW was my alternate WWE during that time like I have alternate wrestling I have something else to watch now and yep during its time, it was new. It was more adult. You know, it, it, you know the rating for it is more for the adults. And it, it really, that's what kept me drawn in. Because I haven't seen anything like that really live in a long time. So to see something like that, I, it kept me on my seat of watching AEW. The next day, I would try to watch NXT on my DVR. But it was really hard to at the time because it was like, man, and it's nobody's fault either. That That's the thing. Like, I'm not saying NXT was doing like, I'm not saying NXT was bad. It was just more the fact that I preferred, I preferred watching AEW more 
than NXT on a Wednesday night because I'm enjoying to see how these guys are wrestling compared to NXT. I usually want to add something else as well, because remember this year, NXT announced that because because there was some there was something going on on Tuesday or whatever, so they couldn't have the normal time slot. So they had to move to Wednesday for one night. Actually, no, no, no. It was the opposite. AEW, there was, I think it was like NBA game going on or so, something big happening for yeah, they, that's what Dynamite. They do. Yep. Yeah, so they, so they moved to Tuesday. And who was on Tuesday? NXT. Yep. And what happens then? AEW NXT, they announce, they announce all of these big championship matches happening they announce all these big stars happening they have so many big things they have one of their most loaded nxt shows for no reason at all except dynamite was airing on tuesday now for one night so they had to jam pack nxt so people were watching that if there was no threat at all, I guarantee you they would not have been doing that and they would have had the exact same show. Cause this wasn't like it wasn't like a go-home show. It wasn't a special event or whatever. This was literally a random episode of NXT. And it wasn't New Year's Evil. It wasn't Vengeance Day. It wasn't Halloween Havoc. It was literally just NXT. But let's be honest though. As much as they're beating NXT, what happens if they decide, let's do this for one night? <clears throat> Dynamite or WWE, for all we know, will probably change it to the same day as AEW. So, like, for an example, right? Let's say, like, a Monday Night Raw was on. It's Monday Night Wars again for one night only. Who's really going to win the battle? My opinion. It's most also most likely going to be Raw. Yes. Yeah, Raw. Right. Raw's been around for years, so yeah. you know that's like people try and make comparisons to that, and I'm like, stop making comparisons to shows that have been on for twenty plus years to a show that's only been on for three. But that's what I'm saying, though. Instead of AEW trying to move it to the same day as the WWE. They're trying to be their own thing. They're not trying to. Conf- they're not trying to um, compete for ratings, like how TNA tried, like how WCW has tried. They're trying to do their own thing. And for the WWE, I I kind of think they see them as a threat a little bit. And the only reason why I do is because. The viewership, it's creeping. It's creeping up. It's they're almost getting to a million almost every week. They have hit a million plenty of times in the past. Oh, of course. But, but everybody wants to say, oh, it's because CM Punk was on. It's because Cody was on. It's because this was happening, because that was happening. But it's like it, this is just normal. Yeah, it, for they, a brand new show. Four, they've been around for four years now. Yeah, so for like, a show that's been around for four years, these are still solid numbers. And especially the fact that they're keeping it consistent. Let me like there's no major decline. That's still a big win. Let me let me uh let me go look at Brian Alvarez's 
rating tweet real quick because I, I I don't follow him, but I know that he usually posts the uh, the viewership. I'm gonna scroll real quick while we're still talking about this. Let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, okay. I've never honestly liked those tweets a lot because it's always just making people try and cause more gatekeeping and more yep. like, oh, this company's better than this, yada, yada, yada. Like, even Cody Rhodes himself, he said it's an alternative. So listen to this. And he's not trying to make it better. AEW had 899,000 and 0. 0.30. That's what they had. A week before That's still that, a lot. yes. A week before that, before I, I go to Monday night, I almost said almost said Raw's rating by an accident. It's whoop. Uh, hold on. AEW two weeks ago had, if I can see it, Brian. I just skipped over your tweet. I think I did. <laughs> yeah either way he you know AEW still has the the viewership and all that maybe i don't know man they're they're doing good so why why stop you know what i mean yeah but again like this is just drawn back to the question like are they really at war like uh, like i said like fan wise no no they're not. Wise, internally though. internally Yes, because like th this is actually something I've completely forgot to bring up. <laughs> this is another example of WWE tampering with things. You remember um, G1 Supercard? Yep. Do you remember that show with New Japan and Ring of Honor? They were going to air it at Madison Square Garden. Yes, they I couldn't do, do that for the longest time because guess who was blocking them from doing that? WWE. Vincent Kennedy McMahon because Madison Square Garden is supposed to be WWE's only like that's supposed to be only for the WWE nobody else can air there that's probably why AEW hasn't even gone to the Staples Center I don't care what it's called now it's still the Staples Center to me it's probably why they haven't gone to Madison Square Garden. It's probably why they haven't gone to a lot of the biggest arenas and why they've had to go to like college arenas or smaller stadiums because they can't do these big arenas because they're not being allowed to. Like TK definitely has the money for it. He 100% has the money for it. But they just it's just the fact that they can't do it. And I think it's because of the exact same reason they couldn't originally run the G1 Supercard in Madison Square Garden until they were able to. So, you know, like, again, internally, business wise, I definitely think the companies are at war. But if you're a fan, you're not a part of it. I'm not trying to be rude about it. I'm just being honest. You're not a part of it because you're not part of their business. You're not a part of their management. You're not a part of their leadership. You're a fan. Watch what you want. Support what you want. Just watch wrestling. 
Just enjoy wrestling. Oh, you don't have to worry. You, you don't need to worry about what they are going with. Because you're not going to influence that. You're not going to be like, oh, you guys need to do Madison Square Garden. You guys need to do the Staples Center. If they can't do it, they're going to try and solve it themselves. Because the only they the, can do that. At the end of the day, who are who is the true winners? The fans. Why? Exactly. We love wrestling. That is all. And I, uh... I think that's that's all I can think of about this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the biggest takeaway from from all that. Like, like Tony Khan saying they're at a real war. I believe it because you know if he if there's some shady stuff going on behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure AEW is doing the exact same thing. It's not like it's just WWE from doing it. I'm pretty sure both AEW and WWE are doing it. Like wrestling shady. Business is always shady. Yep. That's how, that's just how it is. It's just the business. That's just how, it's just how it is. Hey, this guy is free. Signing him. Taking it away from everybody. That's just, it's like, it's like sports are for real. If you're a furry agent, you wonder, oh my God, I wonder if this wrestler is going to WWE. I wonder if he's going to Ring of Honor or uh, Impact. Well, I can't really say Ring of Honor anymore because Ring of Honor is for, for AEW, but. You know, but you get it, though. Yeah, exactly. But now, um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that was all we had right now, right, Nay? Um, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, before we before we go on with uh, anything else, there or before we sign off, I personally wanted to take the time to talk about. A upcoming show. If you guys are in the Indianapolis area, um, February twenty sixth at at the Far East at Far East Side Community Works. I'm trying to actually find the full name of it. Um, yeah, either way, Far the Far East Side Community Works. Um, Naptown All Pro New Heart Design. They have a ton of matches happening with that show. It is we got Alice Crowley taking on Mo Atlas, the Hoodfoot. We got Isaiah Brauner versus Calvin Tankman. Uh, Darius Bankston versus Carlos Romo. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys might know him if you've seen him. If you seen Matt? He was at Wrestling Open, right, Carlos Romo? I don't think so, but uh, I don't know. I know that I know that he was on Beyond. I know for a fact he was at Beyond. He's gonna be there. Uh, he's gonna be at Napton All Pro. He's making his debut there. Uh, Brooke Valentine taking on Rico Gonzalez. Eel O'Neill versus Chase Holiday. Uh, there is a ton of other shows going on as well. Sean Kemp and Josh Fuller. Uh, that those are the only matches I can think of right now, but ton of matches going on February 26th, Naptown All Pro, New Heart Design, um, Eastside Indianapolis. If you guys are in the Indianapolis area, be sure you get tickets for that. Is ten dollars at the door. Don't want to miss it. it. Is awesome. Um, that's that's what I got for independence. Uh, uh, what about you guys? Because I know you guys got wrestling big, open over there. Yep, yeah, big shout out to 
wrestling open if you live anywhere near anywhere in Worcester, Massachusetts or around Spencer or uh, Shrewsbury wherever uh, come every Thursday at the White Eagle and uh, for wrestling open they do it every Thursday live on IWT uh, I am not sponsored, by the way, so I'm not getting paid. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sponsored by Naptown All Pro. We're just big fans. Yes, we're big we're fans. Just, we so, just go to the shows. No, but huge shout-out. Huge, and I mean huge shout-out to, um, you know, Drew Colorado, who's uh, who's been doing his thing and getting a big amount of talent into the show every week. Um, honorable men, uh, honorable mentions. I like to shout out to to quick uh, uh, talent that has been going crazy there. Uh, Kylon King. Oh my god, that match with Leo Rush was freaking insane. Um, <laughs> been enjoying Brad Hollister as of late. Like he's really good. T.J. Crawford has like become one of my f- underrated favorite wrestlers in that company. Um, and. Last but not least, I have to give a huge, and I mean huge shout-out to Alec Price. Alec Price has been doing crazy amount of stuff in Wrestling Open, but not only that, you see him in GCW and many other companies out there. So, like, huge shout-out to that, uh, huge shout-out to Wrestling Open. They dedicate their time every week on a Thursday to come over and entertain the people around the area of Worcester and, and of course all around Massachusetts as well. And of course, like I mentioned before, also a big shout out to Naptown all pro, uh, obviously, uh, J Rose is running it. If you guys, um, if you guys watch vibe a lot, Phoenix nitro, he commentates for that show as well. And you'll see some really cool, cool names like the delinquents, um, you know, Mikey, um, fucking, I forgot the name for a sec. Jet, and of course Josh Fuller, the um former delinquent. Now they've been they've been killing it in Naptown. Of course, the owner, some of the owners, uh, Hoodfoot, Sean Kemp, Chase Holiday, every everybody there has been absolutely killing it. Um, another guy, Josh Crane. He's really awesome. He's really freaking good. He's had some of the best matches that I've seen in Naptown and probably just in indie wrestling in general because there were some amazing matches that he's had. Alice Crowley, probably like heart, the heart of women's wrestling in Indianapolis. She's probably she's probably the best women's wrestler in, from Indianapolis right now. Everybody there in Natsan All Pro, just a pretty much a brand new company that just started up last year. Such awesome guys and gals. Such an awesome dedicated. Is such an awesome dedicated team. Of course, J Rose leading the charge there. He's been such a cool guy. Everybody that's been there has been awesome. And again, if you guys are in the Worcester area, be sure to check out Wrestling Open and also Beyond Wrestling. The you know, same same company that uh, Drew runs there, except obviously Beyond's been running longer. Wrestling Open's fairly new. They just had their one year anniversary, I believe. 
um naptown all pro if you're in the indie area be sure to check that out and if you if you show up to wrestling open be sure to uh, say hi to johnny and naomi they they frequent their pretty often and if you see me and if you go to Natsan All Pro be sure to come up to me and say hi if you ever see me I'm usually always we're, we're usually always ringside for the shows we're always there supporting be sure to also show up and support the wrestlers there and if you watch AEW if you watch WWE if you watch the independence if you watch anything at all wrestling related be sure to support each other be sure to support the people that you're watching be kind to each other Love you, love everybody. That's what I got. That's what I have to say. That's what Johnny has had to say. Um, what about our hostess before we sign off? Um, of course, with this being our first like episode, um, I I haven't been a hostess of anything. Uh, <laughs> so I will definitely be open to feedback. Maybe like okay, um. I don't know, maybe how ways we can line things up better, leave more talking time rather than spending, example, 10 minutes on one topic and 30 minutes on another. Um, Definitely any feedback anybody has, I'm open to because we, as with any new project, the details get worked out as time goes on. Um, But I thought this was a really cool... um, opportunity because um these two are the reason why i got back into wrestling funny enough after many many years of not watching it and i learned a lot of new things um and i think this podcast is going to be a way that i learn more from back then into now so i i just want to say thank you to everybody who's Sticked by whoever stopped in live, who's ever listening. Um, when we upload this to wherever we end up uploading it to, um, I appreciate it. All right, so just to do the sign off, it's probably going to be a work in progress. This is the first time I'm signing off for the show. I'm pretty sure we'll just alternate between who signs off and who. Yeah, either way. Um, So thank you all for tuning in live to our first episode of Russell Nation. I'm not sure if this is going to be live every single time. We don't have a full schedule set out just yet, but when we do, we'll probably upload a lot more frequently. This is just our first episode. This is just talking about what's been going on at WWE, AEW, and also promoting some local shows. Um, But you can definitely catch us on twitch if we go live on this exact same channel uh youtube uh, i will try my best to put it on youtube and we will definitely be putting this on spotify um apple Muse, apple podcast possibly uh spotify is definite though just got to get all that figured out just gonna you know get the audio format of this and then put it out there all that all that jazz everything about that um but overall for those of you who tuned in live, thank you very much. Be sure to catch us on Spotify when that comes out. We will tweet out about it. We will promote it. Be sure to check it out in case you missed it, in case you missed anything and you want to listen back to it. But until then, guys, uh, for for Naomi and for Johnny, 
My name is Donovan. Thank you for tuning into Russell Nation and be sure to follow us on Twitter at W Nation Podcast to be up to date on when our next episode airs and when this episode goes on Spotify. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, be kind to yourselves, support your local promotions, and we will see you next time.